Boys and girls, and welcome to the I Mean It podcast. Whether this is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, watching on YouTube, watching on Rumble, Spotify, however, wherever, we really appreciate you tuning in this week. Uh, this week, we're going to continue with our over unders on the NFL. I know it's been a couple weeks since uh, I saw you guys. Um, I could have been taking some time off from vacation. I could have been detained in another country, you know, it's possible, uh, kind of Brittany Griner style, <clears throat> but fortunately for your boy, I'm not a professional woman's athlete, so I actually have the kind of money to get me out of that situation. <laughs> oh, we're having some fun. <laughs> All right, this week we're going to go over the AFC North Vegas style, so let's get into it. Um, start off with the Baltimore Ravens, 8-9 and nine last year. Obviously very disappointing for them. Uh, their trend line goes as follows. 2017, the over-under was 9. It was a push. 2018, 8.5. They went over. 2019, 8.5. They went over. 2020, 11.5 under. 2021, last year, 10.5. They went under. This year, they're down to 10. So... Vegas went low a couple years there and got beat. They went high after that, and they've won the last two years. So now they're going to try to push it one more game, half game down. Uh, Baltimore is favored out of 12, 12 out of the 17 games. That's about nine and a half wins per Vegas. So obviously Vegas is fading them even at the 10. Uh, but Baltimore seriously underperformed their Pythagorean theorem last year. Uh, more than a half a point. From our power rankings so that makes them a little bit more tough to judge because they should have a natural bounce back from that even though Vegas obviously is not expecting it I think to me it comes down to you have to decide you know what Lamar is going to be is his decline going to continue or is he going to settle and level off to kind of the where he's playing now um because he's been their full-time starter since 2019. And his QBR has gone from 83 to 67.3 to 50.7. So from MVP to great to below average. Uh, last year he was 17th in that. Right behind old Mac and Cheese up there in New England. And uh, everybody's favorite mediocre quarterback, Kirk Cousins. The definition of average. <laughs> Uh, in 2019, in DVOA, he was second. Again, MVP level. 2020, he was 21st, below average. And 2021, he was 19th, still below average. In EPA plus CPOE, 2019, he was number one. Again, that was his MVP season. 2020, down to 13th, above average. 2021, last year, 19th below average so again he's went from MVP to below average in every single stat across the board 
So that's not a good trend line for Lamar. However, in those seasons, he also went 13-2, and 11-4, and four, and 7-5, and five, even last year, as the starter. And that didn't even mention his rookie year. We came in and went 6-1, and 6-1, sorry. And then went to the playoffs. And Baltimore is a first-class organization. You know, it's not a lot that they don't do well. I think if Lamar stays healthy and can stay healthy, which that's becoming a problem too, as you can see from the number of starts there, uh, I still think, though, if he's healthy all season and stays healthy, they're still a 10-win team, and I'll, I'll take the push on that. Because the bottom line is Lamar wins more than he loses in the regular season. He just does. It's very hard to prepare for that system. It's very hard to beat that system in the regular season, especially when sometimes you're preparing for two games in one week on short weeks, as the NFL teams do have to do. So I think that gives them advantage there for sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of like playing an option team in college. It's very hard to get prepared for that in a one-week setting, you know, when you're not used to seeing it. So Lamar stays healthy. I'll say they'll go 10-7 and and take the push there. All right, moving on to Cleveland. Last year, 8-9. and nine. Their trend line, 2017, 4.5 under. 2018, 5 over. Jumped all the way up to 9 in 2019 under. 2020, 8.5 over. 2021, 10.5 under. So Vegas has this team absolutely fucking nailed uh, as far as winning on their expectations 50-50, which is exactly what they want. And they opened them up at 10. They're now down to 8.5. Uh, they were favored in 11 to set out of 17 games. All that shit's off the board now. And obviously, you want you know why. If you, unless you've been living on a rock. Watson, you know, his suspension is looming. Possible suspension. Whatever it's going to look like. Um, so who the fuck knows with that. But I can say this. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that Baker, if things do go down, Baker's going to tell them to fucking kick rocks. He's never going to play another down for them again. So... If you can get that number at eight and a half and you have some sort of inside information, first of all, pass it along to your boy. I'd appreciate that. Or if you just got a really good feel on what that suspension looks like, man, if you could take the under at eight and a half when they'll have no quarterback at all, if Watson's suspended and Baker tells them to go fuck themselves, which he will do, uh, that's a slam dunk under. That is a slam dunk under to take right there if that's the way it plays out. But again... I don't like making bets, especially season-long bets, with uh, known, not known information. I'm not going to touch it at this moment. And as soon as it does become official, right before that, you're going to see that number slide from that 8.5. So uh, you're going to go, you're gonna have to get some information or go out on a limb, one of the two, either way. But I won't be touching it, and I don't have an official prediction on the record right now because I just don't. Well, how could you? Anyway. Moving on, Cincinnati, 10-7 uh, last year, all the way to the fucking Super Bowl. 2017, they were 8.5, went under. 2018, 5, and they went over that. 2019, 6, they went under. 2020, 5.5, under. 2021, 6.5, obviously way fucking over. Uh, Vegas is very, very strong on this game, this team too. As far as their year-to-year -year market adjustments this year, however, on one hand, they're predicting a pretty big upgrade because last year preseason six and a half, now it's nine and a half. So that looks pretty good. However, uh, they're also expecting a downgrade because at nine and a half, they won ten games last year, and they're only favored in eight games this year. So that's really a nine and eight prediction from Vegas, which means Vegas is you know 
they are selling on the Bengals is what they're doing. And honestly, so am I. Um, Super Bowl losers don't do well unless they have. I did this study on one of one of the uh, I mean it podcasts. I can't remember which one, but basically, unless they have you know the elite of the elite quarterback, so Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, that's who bounces back from Super Bowl losses just fine. So the question becomes: Is Burrow one of those guys? I don't think no. I don't think he is personally. I think he's gonna be good. He is obviously already good. I think he's going to be very good for a long time. Is he ever going to get to that level? No, I don't think so. Uh, but having said that, you got to look around him. You always have to take you know your surroundings into circumstance when you're talking about especially historical trends like that. If you look at, again, Baltimore, not going to be super strong again this year. Cleveland, depending on what happens, that could be a complete fucking dumpster fire. I mean, you could be staring at a 4-1 team right there. So that's an easy sweep, right, in your division. So in Pittsburgh, we'll get to them in a second. Um, I think that I think the Bengals will probably repeat the 10 wins, but I do not believe that they're going to be as good a football team doing it. I think that they'll maintain their level of success, but actually not outperform their numbers like they did drastically last year especially when we got to the playoffs especially when they played on a whole nother level it was well beyond what their stats said that they would do so i think that they won't be as good this year but probably around the same record 10 and 7 slide over there slide over all right moving on last team pittsburgh 9 and 8 last year because mike tomlin never loses about 2017 their trend line, 10.5, was over under. They went over that. 2018, 10.5, they went under. 2019, 9 under. 2020, 9.5 over. 2021, 8.5, they went over that. This year, all the way down to 7.5. So, um, Pittsburgh's roster has been overall downgraded just completely. And they lost Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I know he's fat and stupid and a rapist, but you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he didn't play like it last year, obviously. So it's not like they're really losing a Hall of Fame quarterback. However, they didn't replace him with anything. So as bad as Roethlisberger was last year, his QBR was 25th in the league. Terrible. Uh, his DVOA, 24th in the league. Terrible. EPA plus CPOE, 26th in the league. Fucking terrible. But all they replaced him with was Mitchie Boy. Because if fucking small hands Pickett's going to be their starter, they're more than fucked anyway. <laughs> I think it's been well established how I feel about that kid already. Um, so if you look at Mitch's last year starting, QBR, 28th in the league. Worse than Big Ben. DBOA, 27th in the league. That was a negative 11, by the way. Ben was negative 9.1. Worse than Big Ben. EPA plus CPOE, 30th in the league. Worse than Big Ben. And again, that was a 0.26 versus a 0.33. So, worse than Big Ben. So, at Big Ben, at his big, fat, most terrible level, it's the worst you're ever going to see him play. He's still better than Mitchie Boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
you know, Mike Tomlin is a great coach, but he's about to face, you know, his toughest challenge of his career, transitioning on from a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, and there's no set plan on what they're doing. I mean, Kenny Pickett's obviously, I guess, the hope. I guess. Uh, Man, this team is just going to be bad. It's going to be bad, and you're going to face some dark, dark times ahead, Pittsburgh. They're only favored in four. Four out of 17 games this year. That's about seven wins. I don't think there's any fucking way that that happens. Six and 11 is being very, very generous, I think, for this team. And I think the only reason why they get the six wins is because of Tomlin's leadership and nothing else because they got nothing else. They ain't got nothing else. All right, so to recap, we have Baltimore 10 and 7, Cincy 10 and 7. So Baltimore's a push, Cincy slide over. Maybe maybe I push that down to 9-8 by kickoff depending on what happens with Cleveland. That's going to be that's going to be one of those games because they'll probably either split that series or they'll sweep them if no Watson. Cleveland, again, who the fuck knows? And then my best bet, best bet of the week and of this division is Pittsburgh under the seven and a half wins. The line is, offensive line is inflated because of, sorry, oh, Jesus Christ, the betting line. <laughs> they wish their offensive line was inflated. The betting line is inflated because of Tomlin and the organization's reputation to be, again, and it's well-deserved, just like Baltimore. They're two very first-class organizations, uh, but this team sucks ass. Sucks ass. Six and eleven will be my pick for right now. It might move all the way down to five and twelve by kickoff. Um, yeah, they're they're gonna be bad. So best bet Pittsburgh under seven and a half wins. All right, boys and girls, that was it for this week. Thank you for tuning in, and please tune in to all the shows on the Revolution Network. You've got this one. You've got the Football and Freedom Show with my buddy Longhorn. You've got the Bastards of Babylon, of course, with both of us, and of course. The OG, the one, the only, the football glory hole coming very, very, very soon. Oh, just get, I got goosebumps just then. I had goosebumps. I hope you did too. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, uh, that was it. And until uh, next week, I'll be thinking about you. If I ever said I'm never scared.